the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... That's what they've thrown at him. But there's a theme going on that I want to visit just for a little while, if you don't mind. No person is above the law in this country. Ferret-faced Merrick Garland. Focahontas, whose ancestors were not Indians, they killed them. Let's be clear about what's going on here. No one is above the law. The side of all the California Democrats that we talked to tonight and we heard from, they support the grand jury's decision to indict Trump. Most feel it's been a long time coming and no one is above the law. You see, this is what Democrats do because the vast majority of their supporters are morons. These students can't read or they are in the mafia. And those are the ones that are above the law. So the easy thing to do is to play the equivocation game between the most obvious asset of enemies of this country, a traitor to this country, an election-stealing scumbag who can't remember if it's Tuesday or July. Some call him president. I just call him dimwit in diapers, Joe Biden, and his crack-smoking son. Make fun of the fact that he's banged everybody from hookers like Stormy Daniels. He has a kid with one all the way to his sister-in-law, right? That's easy to do. But this idea of above the law. There's a difference between protected by a corrupt mafia government. That's what the Bidens are. That's what the Pelosi's are. And that's what 90% of all, all the inside mafia politicians are, whether they're Republicans or Democrats. They're protected and insulated by that system. That's why the FBI has the evidence of the enemy of this country. An asset of the Chinese Communist Party, among many other corrupt countries. Yes, even Africa. We're going to get to that in a while, too. And they refuse to investigate. That's insulated from law. Now he wields law as a spear against his enemies, like he was in Zambia, in some third world hellhole without toilet paper. That's what this country has become since Joe Biden was allowed to steal that election. But where did it start? It started with people that were, in essence, above the law. The New York Times reports that Governor Clinton, early in his tenure as governor, was in a business deal involving his wife and the owner of an Arkansas savings and loan. ABC's Chris Bury has a report. The report surfaced just as Governor Clinton celebrated his big victory in the South Carolina primary. Today's New York Times raises questions about a real estate venture involving Governor Clinton, his wife Hillary, and the owner of an Arkansas savings and loan. In 1978, according to the Times, the Clintons entered a joint venture to develop Ozark vacation property with James McDougall, 
a former Clinton aide who owned a savings and loan. They formed a corporation, Whitewater Development. The article claims McDougal subsidized the corporation with money from his savings and loan, quote, ensuring that the Clintons were under little financial risk. As it turned out, the Clintons lost money and the corporation is no longer active. That is the spin that was given to an undeniable fact that the Duchess of Chaffington and her rapist husband swindled old people out of millions. McDougal and the rest of it, bank fraud out the wazoo. But this was also covered up by the Milken scandal. And that was bigger. But this destroyed the lives of seniors in Arkansas. And they used Rose Law Firm, who had access to the estate wealth. And they robbed everybody. And the documents were shredded. And this is after the investigation. That is the definition of above the law. And nothing happened. Nothing. He went on with such great... uh, evidence that they just ignored he would talk about whitewater a lot as complaint about the press um in the first couple of years you notice in the book and there would be a lot of rants about that but but the lawyer instructed him not to talk about it on the tapes so um for fear that he would have to disclose it and that one of his disclosures would somehow dot all the eyes for them saying you know he must be doing a he must be doing a, 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 a an oral history or a diary there they had everything and the paper was literally shredded hillary clinton at rose law firm shredded it all president kathleen willie says that you made unwanted oh, wait, sexual- that's just we'll, we'll get to the rape part later i'm baffled you sent Chris, right, that's not, where is it? Here today it is. Uh, we issue the final report of the Whitewater Committee. After 14 months of work, 52 hearings, and taking testimony from more than 260 witnesses, 260 we have witnesses. discovered a very troubling and continuing pattern of the abuse of power. And each time an abuse is revealed, the White House delivers excuses, memory lapses, and change stories. Time and time again, the White House seems unable to give the American people the truth on the first or even the second try. Throughout our hearings, this disturbing pattern was seen again and again. Former Treasury uh, Chief of Staff Josh Steiner, confronted with damaging evidence in his own handwriting, claimed that he was not telling the truth. Do you, are you listening to this? In his own handwriting? To his own diary. I wasn't asked telling you the today truth today again oh, okay. to Ms. Clinton, did you and will you state under oath, read, touch, or use the billing records while they were in the possession of the third floor of the White House in your office of the book room? I think this is a pertinent question, and I think it's certainly fitting that Ms. Clinton should come forth and answer that one simple question for the committee. Not only didn't she answer it, people who knew about the evidence managed to disappear. And that was prior, that was prior to the later scandals. And then he forces me down on the bed. And this was very frightened. And I tried to get away from him and I told him no. I didn't want this to happen. He wouldn't listen to me. 
Juanita Broderick. And then there's Kathleen Willey. Kathleen Willey is a former White House volunteer aide who, on March 15, 1998, alleged on the TV news program 60 Minutes that Bill Clinton had sexually assaulted her on November 29, 1993, during his first term as president. She had been subpoenaed to testify in the Paula Jones sexual harassment case. Oh, who did they say Paula Jones? May of 91, Bill Clinton harassed me on the job and then basically told me, let's keep this between ourselves. This is before. At, a, at, at the ripe old age of 55, he molested a 20-year-old intern whose name is synonymous with all kinds of acts that made Kamala Harris vice president. And this is what the definition of above the law is. So to you, Merrick Garland. No person is above the law in this country. Your bosses are Bill and Hillary Clinton. To you, Focahontas. This is another case of Donald Trump just trying to advance the interests of Donald Trump, not of the rest of the nation. Let's be clear about what's going on here. No one is above the law. Yes, they are. And to you, L.A. Democrats and all you other Democrats, Scourge. The oligarchs of the Democrat mafia are clearly above the law and immune from investigation. And that's what you have in the White House. That's what you have in Chicago. That's why it doesn't matter which one of the Democrats scum win. It's what you have in L.A. It's what you have in New York. It's what you have in New Jersey and Philadelphia and anywhere else there's Democrat rule. And that's why it is time for a divorce, not an election that is rigged. I'm not going to play that game anymore. You could have, you want 34 counts, 50. How about just in the Democrat states, Trump can't go. And in the Republicans, he can go. And you guys add an S to USA and go your own way. And now a little message to the Republicans who think they're winning even when they lose. Now, I only watch two shows on Fox and Tucker Carlson is my number one. I love the guy. I hope one day I can meet him. I have the utmost respect. But he was the victim last night of a Chicago Mafia swindler by the name of Rod Blagojevich. Now, this is the time when you have to be most careful. Because it's in this time when the cockroaches come out and they pretend to be your friends. And they pretend to be supporters. But Rod Blagojevich is and was one of those Democrat roaches. And the only reason he kept his mouth shut is because he wanted his wife to get the money from her scumbag oligarch father and the rest of the mafia. But I know who Rod Blagojevich is, even with his nice new gray hair and his bull dung. I busted my and gave your grandmother a free ride on a bus. Okay? I gave your baby a chance to have health care. And what do I get for that? Only 13% of y'all out there think I'm doing a good job. So all of you. No, Rod. I, my grandmother never needed your free bus ride, you roach. And I pay for my kids, you scum, because I'm not a Democrat. And I remember who you are. I called the FBI. The year was 2003. Rod Blagojevich was in office. And Pam Davis was trying to build a hospital in suburban Plainfield. She was the president and CEO of Edward Elmhurst Hospital and Health Services and felt she was being pressured to use certain builders and finance outlets to get the building off the ground. From the beginning, she knew something wasn't right. Because he was in on the mafia and leveraged his power to enrich his campaign contributors in the same fashion every rat bastard Democrat does. And now he's going to come around like he's on your team. If this scum shows his face and anybody who brings him by, they too are roaches. 
Do not be swindled by the pretend, I'm on your team, I'm a Trumplican. You're a scumbag. And the only reason you're out now opening your mouth is because the mafia turned its back on you. So don't tell me how you're Valachi with the virtue. I know what you are, scum. So don't be crawling around me or my radio station. 312-642-5600. I mean, I've got this thing, and it's golden. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You imagine squirrel working your whole life, saving for your kids, squirreling your money away, pun intended, so you could have a decent retirement, and your lawyers come to you with a lo- with, a, with an investment opportunity that the governor of Arkansas is in on. And his wife, the lawyer, sure, she's a little bottom heavy, but she must be smart. She's from Park Ridge. And you get swindled in a Ponzi scheme. And then they cook up documents and pretend to lose money. After they're caught red-handed. And what's the penalty? The rotten scumbag becomes president where he can rape women with impunity. Low life. And that's before he molested an under 20-year-old girl. What a piece of dung. And what are the repercussions of that? Oh, my God. What is it? It's Hillary Clinton. She's running. What? What? Hillary's running again? I know. I heard that's so crazy. This is wild. She's running again. Here I am. Hillary, you're running again. Well, I sure am, Karen. I just got here early for the new class we're teaching together on foreign policy decision-making. Classes don't start until September. Yeah, but I wanted to be prepared, Karen. You know, when it comes to crisis situations, you've always got to be prepared. Prepared? And that's why I have to read the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. She's a freaking war criminal. What, were the, what, were, what good were the deaths that she sent our young boys to do? As the Taliban has our weapons. As our money is being stolen constantly. We gave Ukraine $50 billion worth of military equipment. Lloyd Austin's Pentagon has now come back to the United States Congress and said, in order to replace that $50 billion, we need $300 billion. It's a freaking money laundering scheme, and they're all in on it. So don't tell me no one's above the law. All you have to do is be a little bottom heavy and vote Democrat. Teresa on the Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. The Clintons are a prime example of who are above the law. I mean, a lot of people disappeared. Some turned up dead, but no investigations, no indictments. There was always corruption, but they took it to a new level. And they set the speed limit for why we are in this position when an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, can pretend to be president after he stole an election. That's why. Absolutely. Because of the Clintons. And I still got some real questions about that Mina, Arkansas, and the cartel. Thank you very much. Pablo Escobar. He used to love the polo shirt, Squirrel. And if you inflationally adjust the money, he made twice as much as the Sinaloa cartels make on a daily basis. And never got busted. And it turned out, Squirrel, you wouldn't believe it. It's not just Barry Seal and his notes. and his. It's been corroborated by several ex-CIA agents. Mina, Arkansas... Happened to be a distribution center, like Amazon, for the guy with the polo shirts on. Mary Ellen, Northwest Side. Hey, Sean. As you're talking about that, did you ever see the Clinton Chronicles? 
No, I can't watch anything with a Democrat. You know, that's when I, I, I had on Tucker last night. He brought on that piece of garbage, Blagojevich, and that's what set the tone. But, John, everything you're talking about, it was out on about 10, 12, 14 years ago. Yeah. I had seen it. It was on the uh, YouTube, and it's all about how the money went into uh, uh, with the drug cartels and all into Arkansas and then into the banks and the the bank heads of the bank and the judges and everybody was in on the deal. People missing, all kind of the women, you yeah. name it. It's I was a fan of Barry Seal. There was a guy, he, they should have named him Chuck because he just took his chances. I liked him. He made enemies with everybody and he didn't give a rip. He's my kind of guy. But here's the thing, Mary Ellen, that's called above the law. And now they're out on tour, and you have every dimwit who pretends to be down with the struggle for women supporting a rapist and his freak show wife. It's outrageous. Uh, George, Naperville. Sean, it's not only Trump. A lot of people are being put on trial unfairly under this police state environment. My Aunt Louise was inside a well-stocked pantry at her home in Dixon, innocently holding a can of her prized prunes when a neighbor snapped a picture and posted it on social media. Now she lives in fear because some accused her of having a white privileged pantry. This lady grew up with nothing. She needs these prunes for her digestive issues, which she blames on Biden. I like it very much. Beanie Schomburg. All right, here's a question. So we Republicans are smarter then why is it that they can't go after Biden the way they've been going after Trump for two years? Because we don't control the, the levers of power. You, think, you, don't, you don't think that the Republican Congress is led by people who think like me and you. You know who Kevin oh McCarthy is. I mean, I know he makes a good speech, but he was groomed in California oh, yeah. since the 80s. He's been saying a lot of good things last month. Yeah, that's so he can raise money. He doesn't plan on implementing any changes. He doesn't plan on impeaching the, the most impeachable president this country's ever had. Everyone knows what Joe Biden is. Over $33 million in profit just to Biden Incorporated. And you don't want to impeach him? You don't want to talk about it? It's almost like he was a sitting Cook County family court judge on the Table of Wisdom LLC with Ed Burke. Oh, they're above the law, too, Beanie. Thank you very much. But even the attorneys can't go after his sons for the videos? How are you going to go after his sons? The FBI have the tape. They won't corroborate it. All we have oh. is a copy, and in that copy leads the denial. All right. Have a great weekend. You've got to have chain of custody. The Only the FBI is the one that has the evidence, and they've been protecting it for three years. Rats. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. At AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Fantastic Friday. Even though it's American Dark Ages, there's still a lot to laugh at. For instance, Rosie O'Donnell. By the way, have you have you taken a glimpse at her? She's aging like cheese. Ban assault weapons now. So I'm trying to figure out how to deal with stress so this doesn't keep happening. And she points to a cold sore on her lip the size of a sewer cover. Honey, that's not because of stress. It's herpes. It's because you're sticking your face in people's asses. I just got my first cold saw and went to the doctor and she gave me some pretty enormous blue pills to take. That's to cure herpes. Yeah, moron. For for my cold sore. Herpes. Um, 
you know, skin, skin, since the school shooting. I've been trying not to watch anything depressing on TV, so. Oh, boy, nobody tell her checkers closed. Not the news, not even the news on mute, because um, between the school shooting and what's happening in Israel, what's happening in France, what's happening all over the world. As you mean since Joe Biden stole the office? Yeah, it's, it's the last two years are terrible, Rosie, really. It's a good thing you helped them get there, dimwit with herpes. Dictators try to take over, own and control all that we have left. You mean like Biden? All over the world. We got our own despot here trying to come back again. She means Trump is a despot. See, the herpes, it must be like syphilis with Al Capone. You start gibbering to yourself and you, and, and, you, and you soil your pants like Joe Biden. Because the despot dimwit is Joe Biden and the Democrats and the Fourth Reich you support. There was another little news event in California that I thought was interesting, but nobody really picked it up except one little local news station. America's still a free country, right? Victor F. is a 74-year-old Trump supporter who lives in Palo Alto. He casually went about his business today, still sporting the red MAGA hat that prompted a loud confrontation with a woman at a Palo Alto Starbucks two days ago. By the way, the woman was bald, and she looks like the person that Rosie O'Donnell had her face in the ass of. This crazy woman came over, started raving at me. She turned to the rest of the star. Hey, everybody, here's this racist here. He hates brown people. He's crazy. He's a, a Nazi and so forth. The woman, Rebecca Parker Mankey, then began taking photos and posting about it on her Facebook, saying she was going to shame him, get him fired. In fact, the opposite happened. People started harassing Parker Mankey's family and her employer, Griffin Stringed Instruments, where she worked as an accountant. The so on the same day that Trump is indicted in California. A man with a MAGA hat is, is, is harassed by a woman, and the woman gets fired? Boy, that doesn't fit the narrative that the media wants you to believe. Door owner decided to fire her after he read her Facebook post. Victor wears a yarmulke underneath his MAGA hat. He is Jewish, and so to him, being called a Nazi is hurtful. People with an education should know better than to say stupid things like See, that. See, that's because it's actually the... National Socialist Worker Party of America that's calling people Nazis. It's actually the Fourth Reich that wants to misuse government as a weapon against its political e enemies and persecute people because of their ideology. See, the real Nazis are the Rod Blagojevich Democrats. You didn't think I forget about Rod, did you? You lowlife rat. If I don't stand up, who will? What I found is that um, nobody likes a tattletale. For seven long months, she worked with the feds, taking part in wiretaps, wearing a wire, concealing her side work for the government, all to do the right thing. She did it on the side, unable to tell her co-workers or family what she was doing. I started to be suspicious of people. I, I'm generally a very trusting person, and I started actually not believing that people were good in an odd way. It wasn't easy. Even though Davis called the FBI... Agents, she says, kept turning the tables on her in a case that was looking like attempted extortion tied to a sitting governor. Now, do you know why they kept t turning the tables on her, Squirrel? For the same reason, the Chicago FBI Bureau is a quarter mile from Mike Madigan. And for 50 years, nobody knew what Mike Madigan was. You know who knew what Mike Madigan was? Rod Blagojevich knew. I busted my and I gave your grandmother a free ride on a bus. Okay? I gave your baby chance to have health care. And what do I get for that? 
Only 13% of y'all out there think I'm doing a good job. So f- 14 counts. That's what he's guilty of. And the sitting governor now, the one that looks like a beach ball with a pumpkin on it, that fat slob, he's on seven hours negotiating what he could buy from Rod Blagojevich. So do me a favor, don't tell me what a good guy Rod is. Rod's a scumbag. Ron, South Elgin. Hey, bud, from one, one Viking to another, excellent show. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. <clears throat> Haven't spoke to you in a while. Hey, listen, I wanted to comment on the uh, the Duchess of Chavington video, the uh, the rainy queen of Kankleshire. <laughs> yes, yes. She runs into the room, and she talks about how she's going to teach classes and lessons on foreign policy. Mm-hmm. Laughable. She doesn't, about Libya? she doesn't seem to mention the debacle in Benghazi. Yeah. Libya, what her and her husband did, I think it was to the Haitians or Jamaicans. Uh, and, and no, it was mention, Haiti. Uh, it was Haiti. They robbed the, the Haitians Haiti. Exactly. After, after, the, uh, after the tsunami. Yeah, and not to mention the, uh, the Clinton Foundation, how laughable. That was just a... Uh, that was just a slush fund, you know, for, for her to gain access uh, to Slick Willie. Do you it's remember laughable. Do you remember after Hillary lost, all of a sudden the $500,000 speaking engagements that Bill Clinton was flying around the world for, they dried up. Do you ever hear of a $500,000 speaking engagement? It's a bribe. So when you hear nobody's above the law, that name is always above the law. And I can't wait to see what well, that puggle daughter of theirs shows up as. Go ahead. Yeah, how about how about who she's married to, Sean? Isn't she married to some uh Goldman her, Sachs guy. Her her husband's father was some uh I know you know. Goldman Sachs. He's a Goldman Sachs guy. Yeah. Yep. It's all go, systemic brother. corruption, Ron. That's the main thing. You know, Ron reminded me, and I always have this clip handy. It has entirely crushed Haiti. Uh in two thousand ten we had an earthquake that killed three hundred and fifteen thousand people. That's really a deadly earthquake, and millions were left without shelter. President Obama named Bill Clinton as the one that should be in charge of the reconstruction of Haiti. And in that process, the Clinton Foundation, through U.S. taxpayers' money, and people giving money worldwide to the Clinton Foundation for relief effort to Haiti, contributed about 14.3 billion dollars we're talking about billion dollars okay and the haitian people has not seen not even two percent of that money two nothing was done in haiti where's the money i wonder if only we had an irs agent that could maybe take a look at the money (laughs) and then he forces me down on the bed and this was very frightened I tried to get away from him, and I told him no. <laughs> I didn't want this to happen. What was that, Merrick Garland? I couldn't hear you. No person is above the law in this country. Yes, they are. They're called your bosses, your overlords, your oligarchs. They're called the Clintons. And you'll answer to them, ferret face. 312-642-5600. <laughs> I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. 
excellent Friday's workout song, Squirrel. Now, I got to tell you, I understand people are probably, oh, you can't do this. In a Democrat mafia state, the law is what the mafia says it is. There are no fracking rules. That's why you don't have a Second Amendment in Democrat sewer ghetto states. And in the meantime, the same morons that keep robbing you when you pretend to put in streets or curbs or O'Hare Airport, that money just grows and grows and grows. And that's the way you like it. I do enjoy, though, when they have their election cycles. I mean, I love it because you can't always... A Democrat is a bust-out crook, and that's all they ever are. Well, tonight, Brandon Johnson's campaign is responding to reports that he owes the city... Thousands of dollars in unpaid bills, fines, and penalties. Now, he's got a ghost job with the, with the teachers' union, those communist morons with the love handles on their neck. He's got a ghost job, pays them 100000 a year. Besides, besides that pretend job where I think they practice parking in forest preserves, the Cook County commissioners. At least that's what mine does. In the meantime, that pays over 100000 a year. Now, here, bust out. You can't pay your, your speeding tickets, bust out? The report is on the Springfield political blog, Capital Facts. It says Johnson owes more than $3,300 in unpaid water and sewer charges and more than $1,000 in unpaid traffic tickets. Capital Facts says yeah, Johnson... Yeah, you're going to make a great mayor. Go, let's go, Brandon. Bust out communist fraud. You're going to fit in perfectly. Mitchell in Desplaines. You know, Sean, um, you know, when Clinton was the attorney general in Arkansas, do you know that he would have the state police bring prostitutes and women to his mansion. Do you think that's when the government flipped him? Do you think that's when they assured him to be governor and president and all he had to do was look the other way? As uh, he was also working with the CIA. As Pablo Escobar dropped off the drugs in Mina? Yeah, I think that's probably, yeah. And also, do you know the difference between Bill Clinton and Ted Kennedy? Bill Clinton and Ted Kennedy. The difference would be one uh, about a a wife and 175 pounds of hips. That's the difference. <laughs> you think of that? Right. That's right. Thank you very much. The difference. Uh, Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, we got a bad connection, kid. Hang on. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Splendid. The good news is you sound enough like Craig where I feel like I'm talking to Craig. Go ahead. First thing I want to say is uh, have a good weekend. You too, brother. And then I want to ask you a question. What do you think all of the leaders of these other countries think about what's going on in the United States by the Democrats uh, indicting uh, next president? I think they're de-dollarizing. I think they're de-dollarizing. These countries are de-dollarizing, and they should. We are the most corrupt. This is the most corrupt America has ever been. In the history of this country, 247 years, this is the most corrupt it's ever been, bar none. Yeah, so what, what, what do you mean, what do they think? They think we're a joke. How could you not think we're a joke, Rich? Did you hear what this idiot did today? The town of Rolling Stone will be back, and we'll be with you every step of the way. Rolling and Stone. I, that I, what did I say? I, I didn't. I said Rolling Fork, Rolling Stone. I got my mind going here. 
You fracking moron. What do other countries think? Great friends like Andy and Mike Manitos, uh, they're a big part of the reason my Greek-American constituents in Delaware uh, sometimes refer to me as, as the man sitting behind you, Father, who helped me in my very first campaign directly behind you, was I, the nickname I got early on when I won by 3,200 votes in, uh, for the Senate seat when I was 29 years old is because I started calling me Joe Bidenopoulos because... I thought you were Puerto Rican. Then you were Jewish. Then you were raised in the black church. You're just an Irish gypsy swindler whore. The most obvious corrupt asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. Now this time you're Greek. At least now you make good food. Three, one, two. How much time I got? He's loyal. Calls every day. Come on, I got to do it. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah. I'm so disgusted with these, uh, with this, he's left this, it's unbelievable. When that Biden was bribing, uh, Ukraine and everything with our money and everything, nothing. When the kids getting the billions of dollars and the whole family's getting millions of dollars, nothing. When all those leftists were tearing the hell out of and burning down all the cities, nothing. You know what that's called? Irreconcilable differences. You want an election? I want a divorce. You could keep your Democrat hellholes. Keep them. They're going to be great. Like Chicago, where the bust out can't pay tickets. Now he's in charge of giving them. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so I always love, if you know, you listen to this show, you know I love the idea of entertainment, the film business, the theater. I love it. I went to Columbia College when I was in high school. I aspired to do that, and life gets you sidetracked. So I always love to talk to somebody who was successful, who is successful in that arena. My next guest is one of those people. He earned a Master's of Fine Arts degree in acting from New York University. He's been on Broadway, off Broadway, very successful. Right up until the uh, pandemic hit, he wasn't a good slave. And if he would have been, he might have been uh, still starring on Hollywood or on Broadway. But the good news is, he's got a place now, and we're all looking very forward to it. I have this vision, like a wave of deaths moving across the globe. We should take a closer look at these lockdown policies. The collateral damage was almost worse than the pandemic. Virus. Join us as we lock down the science on lockdowns. Stars in a new docu-series, Follow the Science, with Dr. Jay Bhattacharya. His name is Clifton Duncan. Duncan. Clifton, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, Sean. Thanks. I don't have to correct you. Uh, you, you were right the first time. Uh, I, was, uh, I, I was successful. I can't say <laughs> that I am right now. Well, it's a shame. Honestly, I, I have friends of mine and business owners I know, and their whole life has changed. Their whole fracking life on a dime because something happened in this country that was never supposed to happen. The government became gods, and they shut us all down. They started to force us into things we would have never done, 
And how do you get that trajectory back? Because time is the enemy of all men. It's really a, a, an atrocity. Well, it's been it's been insane. And the funny thing about it is that uh, for the first few months of 2020, I was totally all, all in on what I call, uh, you know, I was in the Covidian cult, as they say. You know, I was, uh, you know, I was wiping down my mail and my groceries. I was, you know, any, I was sanitizing any knob and handle and surface in, in the apartment. Um, you know, I was yeah. stocking up on, on food and supplies and everything. And I was, I was being mocked, as a matter of fact, uh, on the subway for wearing a mask and gloves when nobody else was doing it. And then over time, my mind, my mind shifted. And one of the things that, that shifted for me is what you alluded to, which is that, uh, you know, as, as an artist and as a as sort of a bleeding heart in a way, I said, you know, everything that we're being asked to do to mitigate the spread of this disease is completely antithetical to living any kind of rich, fulfilling uh, life, uh, not to mention the economic damage, the emotional, psychological damage that, that was uh, that was being perpetrated. It was just it was unbelievable. And to see people, especially New Yorkers who think they're smarter than everybody else, um, just go completely along with it. It was insane to watch. I'm lucky in life because I'm a, I was born a contrarian. I was raised by people who were aware that the government lies constantly. And through our own experience, I'm, I'm born in the late 60s, the idea that they could pump out something that fast called warp speed, I said, wait a minute, what the hell are you doing? You tested Viagra for 10 years. You're going to jam this in people's <laughs> arms after 10 minutes? You know, that was where I was like, absolutely not. But I watched so many of my friends and family fall victim to this. And you know why I'm glad I have you on this week? Two days ago, a friend of mine that I went to high school with, wicked smart kid, and uh, he made a lot of money. He went into the, the Johns Hopkins and became an inventor of medical devices. His name was Ravi Rao. Ravi Rao, we went all through high school together. I loved him, and he was in theater with me. But he loved theater, so he made a fortune. I mean, a ton of money. And then went to California to go into theater. And instead of being <laughs> having the character you had, he abided by what he knew probably was a risk. And he just died two days ago at 55 years old in perfect. He was, he was in perfect shape. Heart attack. Wow. So, you know, th this is, it's worth it. That's what I want to tell you, Clifton. You know that, but it's worth it because you stood on principle. Well, you know, the funny thing about it is that, uh, you know, I, I, I never considered myself any kind of activist or, or advocate for or against uh, vaccines. And I mean, and like you, I, I shared your trepidation. Uh, I said, you know, this is this is pretty fast. As far as I know, A, we've never had a successful vaccine for any coronavirus. Are we supposed to just lock down forever until we until we find one that maybe works? Um, but at the same time, I caught the disease uh, late in 2020, and I just didn't see any need. I said, why should I you know, take the shot for a disease I already recovered from? And then my own health profile and, and you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's my business. The idea that one, one method, one size could fit all in terms of treatment, it's, just, it's, it's insane. And then as soon as it was clear that these shots could not stop the, um, the spread of the disease, or even at this point really stop people from dying, and uh, some may argue that uh, we won't go down that rabbit hole, but that, that they're causing some of those. Um, you know, it, it just it, there never should have been any mandates in place. And, um, and it's funny because I, I don't want to get partisan about it, but 
you know, at, in 2020, you saw these prominent Democrats, uh, including our current president and vice president, who were saying, I'm not going to trust this vaccine if it comes from this, uh, from the Trump administration. But no one was calling them anti-vaxxers. No one was, was, was saying that they, they, should, they should be shunned and shut out of society. But then a year later, they turned around and, um, and anyone who had those exact same concerns about the speed and about safety uh, issues um, was completely uh, demonized and dehumanized. It was just the, the most insane thing to watch and, and even worse to experience. Well, Clifton, I have to tell you, um, I don't watch sports. All I do is this, and I think about issues. I started out wanting to be an actor, and I, I got a job as a runner at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, and my life went in that direction. And it was very interesting to me because I loved history, and I loved the idea that in this country so many of our ancestors had nothing and you could make money, and I was a capitalist. But really, I'm a liberal. I don't want to force anyone to do anything. I'm a classic liberal. The idea that the government is uh, beyond reproach when it attracts the people who are the most pathological liars among us who lie from one meeting to the next meeting, I, I have that distrust. And then when all of this happened, I remembered my history of John Adams and how he had a son who died of the smallpox vaccine. And ever since then, even when my kids were little and they wanted the vaccine, I fought my wife. I argued with doctors. I did all of that to see something rushed like this and to see the money. And immediately you were given a trillion dollars and you were held harmless from lawsuits. I said, not on your life, brother. That is not going to happen to me. But it didn't cost me anything because I'm an entrepreneur. I just adapted and I moved to a different state. It cost you everything. Let's go through a little bit of that. Well, you know, it, well, it's funny because I, like yourself, I consider myself, I don't typically you know, put the term classical in front of it, but I, but I consider myself to be staunchly liberal. And, you know, just like you, it's like people should be free to choose. You know, I, I long said that um, those who feel that they need uh, the vaccine should go out and get it. Those who, and there's plenty of valid reasons that someone might not get it. And it's not my place to tell anyone what uh, they should or shouldn't do. But uh, for me, as as an actor, and, you know, and I preface everything that I'm about to say by, you know, it's, it's sort of tough because, you know, it's, you're some actor and no one really cares. And, you know, let's talk about healthcare workers or, or military personnel. But it's like, you know, I did my first play when I was, 16 and you know i just turned 40 it's been my entire life just yes. a regular guy who just really enjoyed um my work and um that's really all it was and um it's really egregious for actors because you know there's no job security whatsoever unemployment is the rule not the exception in our union i mean you know maybe less than 10 15 percent of, uh, of union members are working at any, at any given time and if yes. you turn down one job there's going to be a hundred guys take your place so oh, you have I'm no well leverage yes I'm yeah, well yeah. so you know <laughs> yeah and, and so you, you really have no no leverage unless maybe you're a big fat star but even then you know who, who knows and there's and there's all kinds of other things that are that are attached to it for instance you know health insurance so if you're not working you can't get health insurance you can't get health insurance during what they're calling the deadliest pandemic in a century it's yes. one of the, the, the strange things i've ever seen but the entire industry has sort of turned its back on on its principles and it just really sank into hysteria and the strange thing about that is that uh, you know 2020 all of the social unrest was going on and they were saying black lives matter this and we're anti-racist now and yet then they turned around and they imposed these mandates because in their minds the only people who aren't accepting these vaccines are a bunch of redneck 
MAGA nut jobs, right? right. And yet, then you look at the, at the data and break it down the demographics, and it's like, guys, look, black Americans, they vote over 90% Democrat, and yet they're the least vaccinated demographic, followed closely by Latinos. So all these black and brown people that you want to employ, that you want all this diversity, these are the very people whose careers you're destroying, whose lives you're destroying, whose school and education you're destroying, who you're keeping out of your restaurants and museums and theaters. And um, there was never, and I, I suspect there, there won't be, but there were never, there, there's never any acknowledgement of what they've done. And um, it's really, really, it's, it's hard not to be really jaded, uh, jaded about these people now. You know You're what I mean? entitled to be jaded as far as I'm concerned. And you know what else, Clifton, I have to tell you, from being in high school and wanting to be an actor and being introduced to the different verbiage throughout history, language is very important. And to hear the bastardization of language during the pandemic was very interesting. They started to call people essential. And in there lies the, the government superiority that I've been fighting my whole life that this country is based against. You don't get to pick who is essential and who isn't. Because to children, every father is essential, every mother is essential. And to say you people can afford to sit in your house under house arrest, well, the rest of these other people, because of a different occupation, are essential, that was a big red flag to me. And I'm wondering, through your, your, your training, do you find the bastardization and the manipulation of language in our current policies, in our current politics, in the climate of America today, to be very troubling as I do? Well, I mean, of course, you know, and, uh, and Thomas Sowell, who I'm sure you're as big a fan of as I am, uh, writes yes. about this. He's, right, he's written about this for decades, is that you have people who are very articulate. They know how to use and manipulate language. And uh, that's how they're applying uh, the, the language and they're, they're twisting it. And uh, this, this whole idea about essential versus non-essential is so deeply offensive to me, um, especially when you consider, um, you know, in New York City, for instance, um, you know, I mean, Broadway and the arts in general are, you know, I mean, they, they're big money. They're big business in New York. And it's not just about, you know, theater row or anything. It's, it's all the souvenir shops and bodegas and, uh, you know, the custodians and the, and the ushers and security guards that get employed, the waitresses and bartenders who get employed uh, because Broadway is doing well. So in, to my mind, Broadway is a central business in New York. And so to have, and, and it was so bizarre to watch all these supposed artists uh, see themselves uh, rendered less essential than liquor stores and weed dispensaries. Uh, you know, in, in the cultural center of the universe, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, you people don't really care as much about the arts as you do. And meanwhile, there are barbers, salon owners, yeah, restaurant owners, gym owners who are like fighting tooth and nail to keep their businesses open while you're sitting there and sneering at them while you, while you want to get paid not to work. It's insane. You know, Clifton, and part of this is our fault because we've allowed the, the true fascists, the true government supremacists, to hide in the Trojan horse of what you and I both are, liberal. And I say that proudly. And I don't call myself a Republican. I don't like to be called a conservative. I don't even know what the hell right, that same. means. I like, yeah, the, I, I like the idea that I am an American, and I practice Americanism. And what this country has been practicing for the last three years under two different presidents is not Americanism. And I want to get back to that. So I hope your documentary will help us. Let's touch upon your documentary just for a couple of minutes. Did you enjoy the, the, the process and Dr. J. Bhattacharya? 
Well, I didn't get to meet Jay, although I did meet him uh, in person finally uh, the other day. We are friends. I, I love the guy. He, he exudes warmth and, inte- and intelligence and integrity. Yes. But, uh, yeah, follow the science. It is a um, an independent docu-series. It's uh, crowd-funded, um, independent donors. Uh, we want to make it a full series, but right now the first episode is focused purely on lockdowns. And so I play this sort of uh, narrator character, the everyman, who, uh, you know, who ex- and we explore the question together using the scientific method um, on whether, you know, we ask whether or not lockdowns save lives. And uh, what's really great about the series, that's very accessible, very family friendly, friendly, excuse me, it's nonpartisan. Um, and, this, and it just asks, it asks the question and explores and investigates whether or not the lockdowns did what they uh, did, what they were meant to do. And so it's all these conversations uh, that, frankly, weren't had at the start of the pandemic. And um, uh, it, it premieres April 19th. We've already had a great sneak preview of it. And people are really responding well. I saw uh, a nice trailer that's out right now. It, it's looking really, really good. So hopefully um, people will see it. And, um, you know, we could use your support to make it a full series so we can uh, so we can explore all the other questions about masks and vaccines and all these other things. So, um, so I'm really excited about it. www.followthescience.com dot uh, follow the science series dot com to support you correct 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 all right well listen i want to let you know whatever you need if you ever want to promote something you're in please contact us because i want to help you I, I look forward to meeting you in person clifton duncan thank you for making yourself available to me and i wish you the best of luck and i cannot wait to see the docuseries thank you thanks a lot sean really enjoyed it thank you we'll be back with your calls and comments after this this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Wear your mask. Take your pills. Now a whole generation. We are so unmoored from the principles of this country. We are in the deep waters of government fascism. This is preposterous what we're going through. And I'm wondering how much of it is our fault for calling ourselves conservative. What do you, you know who's conservative? Lindsey Graham. The corporatists, the swindlers like Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney. I'm not that. Are you that? Are you like that too? See, we're the liberals. We're the ones who believe in property rights. We're the ones who believe in the, in the rule of law, which does not exist in these hellhole Democrat sewers or in Washington, D.C. Doesn't exist. That is a fascism, a government supremacy. And I'm against that. And if we could maybe articulate that argument, we may stand a chance. Because there are many people that recognize what happens when we give money to despots around the world. There are many people who understand the swindle of the military-industrial complex, the bastardization of domestic policy. What happened? I thought Obamacare was going to cure everything. What do you mean? There's still people getting no insurance and the costs are through the roof? Keep pretending that they're liberal. Those are the people to be aware of. They're called Democrats because they're not a party. They're a mafia. Brian and Gurney. Hey, great show, Sean. Uh, I got a question for you. Since the stock market has done a good week this week, did uh, the Fed give permission from uh, Parker Brothers, a.k.a. Hasbro, to print monopoly money to uh, to, uh, put into the economy? I mean, this is ridiculous. Beware a market. An old-timer told me this, and it's really a fascinating, enlightening way to think of things. When companies, their stock value goes up, but those companies do not make more revenue, did not come up with new ideas, do not have changes in management, it's actually a reverse deflation of your currency. So ironically, what's the explanation is twofold. 
Janet Yellen is operating outside the parameters of our law. She, arbitrarily elected by nobody, decided to ignore the debt ceiling, continue to print money till June to intimidate politicians to just give her the permission to do so. She's working in a rogue fashion. So they're still moving along with their money scheme. They're still frauding a demand for bonds. They're still imitating the velocity of money because they don't know how to stop. And that's why it's going up. You know, I'm gonna, you, you gave me a great segment. Thank you, by the way, Brian. Into Jamie Dimon. I believe this is Jamie Dimon. I was asked to share my thoughts about the Silicon Valley bank situation. Uh, I want to convey that um, it's very uh, indicative of what the whole economy is like. Why is that cut off to 11 seconds? We're going to have to revisit that. The good news is I'm up against a break, so it was nice that it was short. We'll, bring, we'll come back with Jamie Dimon. We'll come back with Mr. Klein. We'll come back with Manhans Janet Yellen, who should be arrested. You want to talk about indicted? Let's indict the fat Dutch boy who's destroying our economy. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. When a man's an empty kettle... He should be on his metal. Best movie ever. And yet I'm torn apart. Best movie ever, Squirrel. Oh, it was a much better time. It Just truly was. I'm presuming that I could be in the meantime, let's go to the vice president who has nothing in common with uh, Dorothy at all, except for the fact she may have some red ruby slippers that she left in Willie Brown's Cadillac. Uh, where is this dimwit? So on your first point... I'll reiterate my po- the, the point I made earlier. We are continuing to reiterate our call for all bilateral official creditors to provide meaningful debt reduction to Zambia. And debt that includes reduction. the calls that we were making in the context of the IMF, that that be done. The IMF Bank, just eight months ago, came to the rescue of Zambia with $1.8 billion. Kamala Harris wants the IMF Bank, which is backed by us, to forgive the money. And it's the seventh time. Moving on to Zambia, former Zambian leader Rupia Banda has pleaded not guilty to a charge of abuse of power during his time in office. Banda took the plea today when he appeared before a magistrate in Lusaka. He had been arrested on Monday and charged with abuse of power because of a controversial oil deal. A spokeswoman for the government investigation team detailed the charges. So what they do in Zambia is the government, they turn themselves into kings, kind of like here in America. And they steal all the money. And they leave the people in chaos and poverty. And now what we're going to do is bail out the economy that is riddled with corruption. Zambia took a crucial step closer on Wednesday to restructuring its debts and rebuilding its ravaged economy. The International Monetary Fund said in a statement that it had approved a 1.3 billion US dollar 38-month loan program with the Southern African country. Now Kamala Harris wants to go there and wipe that away. Even though the reason they're in this predicament is that their government officials have stolen the vast majority of that money. Zambia has suffered at the hands of economic mismanagement and COVID-19. In 2020, it became the first pandemic-era sovereign default, buckling under a debt burden of more than 120% of GDP. Well, it's like us, squirrel. We're operating at that right now. 
Zambian former Justice Minister Given Lubinda was arrested on Monday. The Anti-Corruption Commission has charged the acting chairman of Zambia's main opposition party on five counts, including corruption, which involves more than $500,000. That's nothing. That's nothing. They've so far misappropriated, what, about $34 billion? That's all right. What what does Kamala Harris want to do? Well, she never earned a dollar with her clothes on. She doesn't really care. For example, the work that I'm going to do tomorrow when I visit the farm and highlight the mutual concern that we have in addressing the climate crisis. Oh, the climate crisis. Hey, 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 what about the money, dimwit? So it is probably the main focus of my trip to the continent, including um, culminating, culminating the trip here in Lusaka and Zambia, which is to work with leaders such as the president here. Uh, as a partner uh, to work together on the goal of strengthening democracies, understanding that undergirding a lot of that has to be to meet the everyday needs of the people, much less the needs of their aspirations and ambition. See, the reason that they take on these projects is because they're money laundering schemes of corruption. My friend, Judge Napolitano, had on an ex-military intelligence officer by the name of Ritter, who's been on my show, and he kind of shed some light on this. We gave Ukraine $50 billion worth of military equipment. Lloyd Austin's Pentagon has now come back to the United States Congress and said, in order to replace that $50 billion, we need $300 billion. There's something wrong with that math. Who? Mark Miley has recently testified to the United States Congress that when Russia wins, we're no longer talking about if, when Russia wins. This is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. The Joint Chiefs of Staff. When Russia wins, we are going to have to double our defense budget to offset the Russian advantages that will accrue. That goes from 880, close to $900 billion, which is already way too much, $1.8 trillion dollars ladies and gentlemen is what the pentagon's now saying so when you ask yourself why did we get involved in this war and now they're getting ready to destroy us economically by bankrupting us to rebuild a military that didn't need to be diminished the way it was because we went off and engaged in this irresponsible act of militarism in ukraine which means that joe biden is delivering why the chinese communist party bribed him he's destroying the economy of america right on schedule Jamie Diamond is going to try to put some lipstick on that pig. I was asked to share my thoughts about the Silicon Valley bank situation. I want to convey that um, it's very uh, indicative of what the whole economy is like. So there's its particular situation and the Fed coming in and guaranteeing all depositors. But it's a common situation. It exists pervasively. And what is it that I'm talking about? that there has been a lot of creation of debt to make investments. Um, So for example, banks, insurance companies, they borrow money at a certain rate, and then they go out and they make investments. And when those investments have lower returns, go down in value, as stocks and bonds have gone down in value, or they don't have adequate yields, relative to the cost of funding those assets. You have everybody losing money. And that is a pervasive situation that exists throughout the con- the economy. The world- but Jamie Dimon, I know you're putting lipstick on the pig that is the swindle. What about when those bank presidents were former Fed chairmen? 
And before this information gets out, they cash out to the tune of seven, eight, nine million dollars. Will they be indicted? You want to talk about business fraud? Not a one of them. And why won't they be indicted? Because they're Democrats. That's why they won't be indicted. It's a real good swindle if you can get in on it. Will Kevin McCarthy, I'll add Mitch McConnell to that as well, and Joe Biden, will they be able to work something out when it comes to the debt ceiling in the budget? Kevin McCarthy has said his door is open. He wants the president to come to the table. Uh, the Senate minority leader has said that it's Kevin's uh, taking the lead on this issue. So uh, we're all hopeful that the president engages. It's irresponsible to stomp your feet and say, I'm not going to come to the table at all. You have He doesn't have to. Because Janet Yellen has circumvented the rules on government called the debt ceiling. She decided to operate in violation of that debt ceiling for six months. Will she be indicted? No. She's above the law. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now, the problem with what we're going to see in the financial markets is just getting started. When the commercial lending has to admit that it's got a real problem on its hands, you know, when they have a hard time turning the 5 million vacant square feet in the city of Chicago of what used to be the financial district into low-income housing, that chicken comes home to roost. The blame will clearly be thrown on the Trump administration because right now, affirmative action sideshow Bob, known as KJP, She's already getting that uh, that all warmed up. And then on the uh, bank regulatory proposals of the president uh, directed towards the banking agencies today, it was made repeatedly clear that you guys, that the agencies had the authority under law to implement those without any congressional legislation. That's the case, and if you were attacking the former administration for rolling it back, why, why did it take until a crisis to decide that these are things well, that need to be done? Let me just say, uh, unfortunately, the Trump administration uh, regulators weaken many uh, important common sense requirements and supervision for regional banks, like Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, whose recent failures led uh, to that. To, to, uh, to that. Uh, it's almost where you have to admire it. Just constantly stay on offense. Constantly blame Donald Trump. He's the most hated man in America, and you can pretty much do anything. And the people who are victims of their Democrat mafia policies for decades that live in the ghettos they build, they'll just nod their head and say, oh, okay. Uh, we have experts out there who have said those rollbacks were a cause of, a recent, of the recent bank. Uh, you have experts out there. What kind of experts? You mean like the scientists you bribe for your global warming boondoggle or the ones that told us the vaccine wasn't going to kill more people than COVID? You know, those kind Failures. That's what we're hearing from experts out there themselves. Uh, so just want to be very clear. It's not just us who are saying that. That's what the experts as well are saying. So to today, the... Yeah, but what about the experts that say the exact opposite? Hey, you with the stupid hairdo, you that never achieved anything in your life. What, what, what about our experts? They don't count? president is urging the banking regulators to consider reforms that will reduce the risk of future banking crisis. What was the cause of the, uh, the meltdown of Whitewater? What was the cause of the bond market back in the 90s? They had, what was that? Was that Trump's fault too? 
stronger liquidity and capital requirements, annual uh, annual stress tests, living wills, and stronger supervision. Uh, so again, because of what we saw done by the Trump administration back in 2018, remember what happened uh, in 2008 and what the Obama-Biden administration were able to do? They were able to strengthen uh, some of those requirements, make it stronger, uh, and uh, the Trump administration rolled that back. And experts themselves say that because of those rollbacks that we saw in the Trump administration, it led to these recent failures. Unnamed experts like Fauci who get paid off by everybody else. Experts, 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 Donald Trump. This is going to be the mantra for the next two years. And in the meantime, you've got some other issues happening around the financial industries. And that's that it's more than just those two banks, honey. World economy, the U.S. economy. In other words, the world is long. So long holding assets that their betting go up and their leverage long, meaning that they have borrowed money to hold those positions. And so that set of circumstance, as we've been talking about, has put the Federal Reserve in the, uh, and our situ- country in a situation where um, there's um, that it's very difficult to create an interest rate that is high enough to provide a real return. In other words, a return after inflation. That is high enough to compensate you for holding that asset. The experts in our government, called the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, Manhans, Janet Yellen, are the ones that created this banking crisis, this banking failure, because they didn't think of the ramifications of massively raising rates. This is why I argued vehemently against it, because their plan was what they were telling you all along. If you listened, they're going to bankrupt us to slow down our ability to purchase things. So when the stock market goes up, it's not going up because those companies are growing. It's going up because it's the reverse reflection of your dollar going down. That's what the Joe Biden regime has delivered. And they're hoping that there are enough people to forget how much better everything was before the the dimwit in diapers was allowed to steal the most powerful office in the world. And now all these technocrats are in control of all of these decisions. And all you have to do is say expert enough, and people will glaze over. I understand that, but experts were saying that before the Silicon Valley issues as well, that this was potentially problematic, and you guys have been in office for more than two years. Why did you wait until now to send these uh, suggestions? So a couple of things. Look, the Trump nominees uh, had the supervision portfolio at the Fed uh, for much of those past two years, so that's one reason. The second reason is the Fed Vice Chair Barr only arrived in July of 2022 that's a see so they're saving us it just feels like a depression it just feels like we are on the precipice of world war three from four different fronts they're really doing a great job just believe an affirmative action moron who could put lipstick on any pig including kamala harris i'll be back from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. We are efforting to get our next guest on the line. In the meantime, my next guest was really 
appointed by Ronald Reagan. He's the founder and executive chairman of the Center for Security Policy. And I want to ask him if he, like me, believes that we do not share the same principles of Americanism with this current administration, that Joe Biden doesn't look at things from strengthening America, but from weakening America. And in that is the window to what we're really going to face over the next two years. The fact of the matter is we are sitting on the precipice of World War III. We have China acting more like the superpower than America. They are negotiating peace deals with our enemies. They are de-dollarizing the world. In the meantime, we have idiots who pretend our greatest threat is fracking climate change. For example, the work that I'm going to do tomorrow when I visit the farm and highlight the mutual concern that we have in addressing the climate crisis and thinking about how we can bring new technologies and, and innovative approaches to industries such as the agricultural industry. Climate change. What about this? Now we need to have uh, tougher sanctions, and I'm afraid at some point this is going to probably have to involve oil and gas. Uh, The Russian economy is vulnerable. Eighty percent of Russian exports are in oil, gas, and minerals. Huh. I just see us having walked into a trap. I see Europe as the big loser of this, by the way. I see Europe as the huge loser of this. I don't know why... When the U.S. blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, Mm -hmm. that we're all silent about it. Why? What about the climate change? What about the climate change? Are we silent about it? What's your proof? Pardon me. What is your proof? That that President Biden said on February seventh of this year that if Russia invades, the pipeline is finished. And the reporter looked incredulously, said, Mr. President, that is Russian, uh, German infrastructure. And President Biden says, don't worry, we have our ways. And the U.S. does have its ways. It controls that territory. It monitors that territory. At the after the pipeline was blown up, our secretary of state said, And I'm quoting, this is a tremendous opportunity to wean Europe from Russian energy. What a... Now, on the other hand, we have Kamala Harris. We have John Kerry. We have Joe Biden right now taking advantage of tornadoes to promote their climate change agenda because there's a trillion dollars in spending. it. That's all this is. We're the ones that blew up. Nord Stream 2. And these are the same people who pretend to care about the climate. These are the ones who are creating a war where there should not be a war. Weird statement if you're worried about international piracy of global infrastructure. You would say it's a terrible crime. It's a threat to world peace. You would not call it a tremendous opportunity to wean Europe from Russian energy. And they told us about this before Joe Biden stole the most important office. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, among others, told us exactly what would happen.
say, well, the Europeans will run out of energy. Well, the Russians will run out of cash before the Europeans run out of energy. And I understand that it's uncomfortable uh, to have an effect on business ties in this way. Uh, but this is one of the few instruments that we have. To, over the long run, you simply want to change the structure of energy dependence. You want to depend more on the North American energy platform, the tremendous bounty of oil and gas that we're finding in North America. You want to have pipelines that don't go through Ukraine and Russia. Uh, for years, we've tried to get the Europeans to be interested in different pipeline routes. It's time to do that. And so some of this is simply acting and acting as quickly as possible. With regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies. And I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But, but how, will you, how will you do that? Exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. This is you almost have to be a Democrat to not know we did it. Also a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from uh, Vladimir Putin. The but do you know what's not in their plan? What wasn't in their plan is that Saudi Arabia and Iran would join forces with China and Russia and India. It wasn't in their plan that Brazil would also cut a deal and start to sell oil in the Wan. None of that was in their plan. And the reason is they're fracking morons. Organization of energy is a means of advancing uh, his uh, imperial designs. Uh, that's very significant. And that offers tremendous um, strategic opportunity for um, for the years to come. But meanwhile, we're determined to do everything we possibly can uh, to make sure that the consequences of all of this are not borne by citizens in our countries or, for that matter, around the world. Well, you failed, moron. You failed. I don't know that I agree with you, to be, to be uh, fair, with all due respect. Uh, one doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup. Uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan coup d'etat, yeah. not here, but, you know, other places, uh, it takes a lot of work. That's Bolton, a never-Trumper. I think he planned the coup d'etat right here. It's the only explanation for this dimwit in diapers. This was part of American foreign policy. Now, the Swedes went in to clean up the debris. And what did the Swedes say? We cannot share our findings with Germany because of national security. Can you figure that one out? I can, because I remember what Klaus Schwab always said. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion, and equality. In short, we need a great reset. In the Great Reset, America will not be the lead. The dollar will not be the world currency. China will. That's why they own so many of our politicians who are traitors to our system.
Dave in Barrington. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I wish I, I wish I could like get you the clip of Joe Biden in 19, uh, 1997 when he had his wits about himself, getting up in front of everybody, telling them that Russia and China and Iran and Brazil will never become a partnership, and we'll make sure that that will never happen. But I guess uh, now it's just, here we go. Here's reality. Two and weeks ago we go. when China put... Iran and Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, who we have fought at least three proxy wars for. Yemen, the the, the atrocity we're doing on a daily basis in Yemen and Syria is outrageous. That's in the name of of Saudi Arabia. They join forces and they de-dollarize. You think we got a banking problem because of Silicon Valley Bank? Let me tell you something. We will be Venezuela overnight. That's exactly what's happening. And the only reason it's happening, Dave, is because... They bribed Joe Biden to deliver this failure. Joe Biden is an asset and a traitor to America, an asset of the Chinese Communist Party, and he is delivering right now. Rob, Long Island, New York. Yeah, um, I'm reading, I read an article yesterday about, uh, it's, it's a little off topic, I guess, but. Um, it's all right. You're from New York. Really- we expect you to be off topic in New York, are you? Go ahead. <laughs> Mandalay Bay shooter in Las Vegas who killed 58 was angry about how casino casinos cre- treated him, which I think the FBI is totally lying. Did you uh, read who he worked for? Yeah. It was a uh, post office yeah. and the IRS. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, how's that I mean, for a full circle? See, you weren't that far off topic. You're proving that there are psyops happening all around the world. Thank you very much, Rob, in Long Island, New York. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? Excellent. How's Collier County treating you? Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Although I just had a friend of mine call me up. He's upset. He he went to uh, Fifth Avenue, and apparently he's in some parade with rainbows. He doesn't understand why. But go ahead. (laughs) Well, I hope your precinct camp thing is treating you uh, well. And Collier County. Yeah. Remember how Rahm Emanuel said, never let a crisis go to waste? Yes. Years ago. Yes. Big quote. The thing is now Biden has just escalated that. It's now, let's create a crisis, and then we won't let it go to waste. And it seems to be they're doing that constantly. Cap- and the thing is, go ahead. Do you know how the dimwit in Africa right now, doubling down on the $55 billion we're giving the dictators who are stealing the money and killing their own people, And she's on tour pretending that she's helping a country that has been stealing from its own people for 50 fracking years, working hand in glove to steal the money of their their, their natural resources. And they're selling out to China the same time we're giving them money. How can this be that nobody's talking about this? We're talking about an impeachment of Donald Trump. I mean, uh, uh, an indictment. Right. They're doing it because they think that bribing works and it gains loyalty because it does when you bribe them then they're loyal if they're bribed. That's why they're doing it. And the thing is, nothing is going to change because they don't care unless you can vote them out, unless you are organized enough to get them out of office. Oh, Kevin, you're, you're delusional if you don't, you don't recognize the thievery in the election system, electoral system. You're, no, I'm you're, completely you're, 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 you're kidding yourself, brother. It's time for a divorce. No. And sooner or later, you're going to start to come over to my side because this nonsense of running around pretending that these sewer states are going to elect somebody who isn't a crook, brother, they like it that way. 
Come on, look at the well, look at of course they like look at Chicago. Look at Chicago is the perfect example. Yeah. Well, how much how much corruption do you like? You like the daily corruption, or you want the full Monty of the Marxist mafia? No, I want I want the GOP to rise up. You guys got you got guys like Devin Jones, who the is GOP, building a, a GOP. The GOP and, like yeah. the Democrat scumbag in Aurora who took Ken Griffin's money no, once and like for senator. No, not like him. He's a moron. Not like him. I wish not like him. No, I want a divorce. Irreconcilable differences. Divorce. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I wonder how much corruption has to come out before indictments, now that we can indict ex-politicians. I wonder how long, how much information, what exactly is needed to indict the right ex-politicians? I think you're more prepared than anyone to teach this course. Now, what are we going to call it? Inside the Situation Room. Yes. And I'll cover the theory of political decision-making and strategy. Mm -hmm. And I'll cover what it was actually like in the room during the... Huh. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. She was the only one. He was banging everybody else. In the meantime, this is the one that needs to really... Be indicted. Bin Laden raid, the Iran sanctions, the Gaza ceasefire, you name it. Okay. Huh. I remember one of my favorite um, one of my favorite moments when this dimwit was the Secretary of State with the biggest legs ever held in that position. I'm baffled. You sent Chris Stevens to Libya and to Benghazi. And granted, he never raised the flag and said, I want out. And granted, he never said, shut down Benghazi. And I understand and appreciate that you deferred to him. But you also, Madam Secretary, we have no record of you ever talking to him, that you never talked to him personally after May of 2012 when you swore him in as our ambassador. Am I wrong? Did you ever talk to Ambassador Stevens when all of this was going on in the hotbed of Libya? Well, that is a yes or no question, Madam Secretary. I'm sorry. Did you ever personally speak to Ambassador Stevens after? We don't know the answer. Did you ever personally speak to him after you swore him in in May? Yes I or no, please. Yes, I believe I did. But and I, when was that? I, I don't recall, and I want to clarify for the record that this document is about all of Libya, not just Benghazi. How's Libya today? She's teaching a class on it. No person is above the law in this country. Oh, I think you're wrong, ferret face Merrick Garland. I think you are the reason that they are above the law. You're not only protecting Joe Biden, an asset of enemies foreign and domestic, you and your mafia have been protecting bald-faced criminals from prosecution, from even indictment. Yeah. No, and, and and the New York Times has investigated this. Lots of other people have and have found that it was donors to the Clinton Foundation that were then given these contracts, and they went exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah, go ahead. Exactly, and actually they were given those contracts. They were given millions of dollars from that money, and nothing was actually done in Haiti. Yeah. Uh, Haiti, just like everything the Clinton have done, is pay for play. And they control Haiti, and they have been controlling Haiti since 1994 when they invaded Haiti. Yeah. Huh. 
not even the former president of the United States. If there has been an investigation and that investigation should be allowed to go forward appropriately, if it's time to bring indictments, then they'll bring indictments. I don't think they will, Focahontas. I don't think they will in the slightest. I think they got away with the perfect, perfect crime. The deal raises questions, according to the Times, because after McDougal's savings and loan became insolvent and faced a possible shutdown by the state, Governor Clinton appointed a new state securities commissioner. The Times says the new commissioner then approved a plan to keep the business alive. Wow, it's like Zambia. Only this time it was just nice and local. But we do have some good news. Breaking. The Wall Street Journal is reporting uh, within the past couple of moments here uh, that the U.S. Virgin Islands has issued subpoenas uh, this week to Sergey Brin, Thomas Pritzker, Mortimer Zuckerman, and Michael Ovitz to gather information for its civil lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase and company over the bank's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. The Wall Street Journal here is what? citing people familiar with the matter. I can tell you, Morgan, I just hung up the phone a couple of minutes ago uh, with a source familiar with the situation who confirmed to me that those four individuals individuals will be receiving subpoenas. Uh, one of the questions in all this is whether those subpoenas have been delivered already or whether uh, they're still pending. What was the name of that second guy, Squirrel? What was the name of the second guy? I, I, I think I recognize it. The Wall Street Journal is reporting uh, within the past couple of moments here uh, that the U.S. Virgin Islands has issued subpoenas uh, this week to Sergey Brin, Thomas Pritzker, Mortimer huh. Zuckerman, and Michael... O Thomas Pritzker. Thomas Pritzker. Now, that's not the man that was the colonel and dresses like a woman. That's not the one who's destroying Illinois and an ad for my new Tonka toilet seat, the bean bag with a pumpkin on it. Which one is that? Ovitz to gather information for its civil lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase and company over the bank's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. The Wall Street Journal here is citing people familiar with the matter. I can tell you, Morgan, I just hung up the phone a couple of minutes ago uh, with a source familiar with the situation who confirmed to me that those four individuals will be receiving subpoenas. Uh, one of the questions in all this is whether those subpoenas have been delivered already or whether uh, they're still pending. Not exactly clear where we are in that process, but but that those four individuals will be receiving subpoenas in this case. The Wall Street Journal reports it's not entirely clear uh, why those four are receiving these subpoenas for information about the bank's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, the convicted sex offender uh, who died some years ago. Again, these are... Died? He died? He didn't die. If only he was alive, he might be able to name more. Some of the most powerful and wealthy, well-known figures uh, in American business. That reminds me, wasn't it? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Huh. Which one? Which one didn't you have sexual relations with? And then he forces me down on the bed. And I just was very frightened. And I tried to get away from him, and I told him no. I didn't want this to happen. Huh. He was on Epstein Island a couple times, right? What, about uh, 17? Sergey Brin, uh, Thomas Pritzker, Mortimer Zuckerman, and Michael Ovitz all now being pulled into this case, uh, which so far has been more tightly focused on J.P. Morgan's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, its banking relationship, and a social relationship uh, with one of the executives at J.P. Morgan. Uh, this has caused trouble for Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan, who is now going to be uh, in conversations under oath uh, 
in this case uh, describing what he knows uh, about J.P. Morgan's so relationship you're, with uh, Jeffrey you're going to be going able to test 2008. So a significant new development here, Morgan, involving some of the most powerful. Yeah, you're going to be able to test. No person is above the law in this country. They've gotten away with it for 30 years, ferret face Garland. They're going to get away with it for another 10. Hopefully by then we can still uh, not have to learn Mandarin. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls when I get back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. So... I just learned, you know, because I I must get the wrong magazines. Today is uh, Transvestite Day, Visibility Day. The Biden and Harris administration is uplifting transgender communities. This is good news for the Priskers. Not the one that's getting indicted because he liked the pedophiles on Epstein Island, but the other one who dresses like a lady. Um, uh, transgender communities and especially transgender kids and their families by celebrating their resilience in the face of hateful anti-transgender laws being advanced across the country since President Biden's first day in office, the administration has taken historic steps, and that's why we have uh, uh, the, our ash, right? Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. Yeah, says the pot-bellied 68-year-old man in a skirt. And uh, then there's the other guy that likes to steal the luggage. I don't know his name. It's irrelevant. In Great Britain... Scotland in particular, it's not going as well as planned, and a newscaster probably will lose her job after her reporting, which I found very entertaining. It was reported that the tr- a transgender woman has been found guilty of raping two women when she was a man. When she was a man. Listen to those words. We're in Big Brother, Orwellian territory right now. This is Isla Bryson. Isla Bryson is the name of a woman. A woman, as you can see on the screen if you're watching right now, wearing blonde wig and fake boobs. Isla Bryson began life as Adam Graham. And as Adam Graham, just a few years ago, shaven-headed Adam Graham with a Mike Tyson-style face tattoo, carried out violent sex attacks on two women in 2016 and 2019. Since being charged with those rapes in 2020, quite coincidentally, Adam Graham decided that actually he'd always wanted to transition to live as a trans woman and he was treated in court as if he was a woman despite the fact the crimes that he was charged with can only be committed by a man because last time I looked women don't have penises let me have a look down there no still no penis and yet the court required that everyone referred to him as her and she. He uh, had a lawyer who claimed that he shouldn't even be uh, convicted because he was now a she. Well, he who's now a she is actually now convicted as a rapist and will go to jail. But extraordinarily, despite, as you can see on that picture we're showing you right now in his leggings, completely fully intact, he will be going to a woman's prison. Exact thing. The Nicola Sturgeon, the Scottish First Minister, told us wouldn't happen, wasn't happening. We were all scaremongering to say would happen. I believe that's called a loophole, a conviction loophole. You transition, then you and your three-piece set go to a woman's prison. Huh. Wow. That's good news for the women that look like Jan Schakowsky. Chuck and Dullivan. 
I really like that lady. She mentioned my gr- high school garage band, Fully Intact. This is a nice. shout-out to Greg, Greg from Lake Geneva. You got two of them in one day. Go buy a lottery ticket. All hey, right. I wanted to talk about that fat guy that indicted, uh, invited uh, uh, Trump. I'll bet you if you put him on the jail, scales of justice, him on one side, Pritzker on the other side, I'll bet you it balances out. I'm asking all truck drivers not to deliver any food to New York from now on because those people are way too fat. I like that. I like that. See, that's how protests are born. And in the meantime, if you do get convicted, remember, there is a loophole. We do have precedent. It's happening, and it's happening in Scotland. That's where this case was. And it's happening across the United Kingdom because we are playing along with this madness. Trans people, people who wish to live their life in another gender, wear whatever they want, call themselves whatever they want, that is fine. Live your best life. This is not a, this is not a, a, a diatribe against trans people. Quite the opposite. Trans people are horrified that predators and sexual deviants and violent offenders like this man... Are they, though? Are they horrified? Where's the outcry? Where's the outrage? This is obviously something that if you have an IQ over 60 is an outrage. He rapes two women brutally, then transitions as he's under indictment. As he's getting convicted, he goes in as a woman. Now he's going to get sent to a woman's prison. Prior to this, he had a Mike Tyson face tattoo and he was a skinhead. Seems to be very, very uh, loophole-ish. Are using trans laws and trans rights to get away with their crimes or to escape proper punishment. The reality is, when we play along with the she's and the hers and the was a was a man, now is a woman, we give in to this craziness of allowing these sex offenders to pretend that they are not what they are. Men who are committing sexual offences against women. Everyone needs to wake up and stand up and say enough is enough. She's 100% right, but that's not what we do in this country. We bend knee. That's what we do in this country. And we pretend Joe Biden is advancing some sort of civility. But what he's enforcing is a fascism that is destroying the peace and tranquility of our nation. Another reason to impeach this corrupt bastard. David and Lansing. Sean, uh, if you will let me, sir, I wrote a Pledge of Allegiance that is friendly to all Democrat teachers and board members, if you'll allow me to read that. We don't have any listening. Okay. I don't let let the Democrats listen. All right, go ahead. I know you worked on it. Uh, Okay, just give me this one chance. Pull your Camry over and go ahead. I pledge allegiance to the flag, the rainbow rag of LGBTQ, and to the democracy with witches and bats, two, maybe three nations... Under, you know, the thing, indistinguishable with tyranny and injustice for some. I'll tell you, David, thank God Squirrel saved you. That's why you're nicknamed as the Segment Slayer. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We got a little water problem throughout the country after the spill. 
not getting enough coverage, in my opinion. Bottled water is being pulled from Stop and Shop stores in New Jersey. This involves the one-gallon bottles of Acadia spring water because it was sourced near the site of the toxic train derailment in Ohio. The company says that their supplier is testing water quality regularly, and if the tests continue to show that there are no safety concerns, the products will return to stores. Other sizes of Acadia water are produced at different locations and not impacted. Now, what I like about this is when the Democrats get caught with their back against the wall, they have a certain arrogance in their failure that only Democrats can have. Here's a Democrat, a Philly mayor. That alert that went out on Sunday did not give an end date. It said to you may want and it to. did not give an end date. So you have, didn't think that at that point people we might didn't stop have, We didn't have an end date because we had, it takes eight hours to test it. Who made that decision in your administration? It was uh, all of us. We all, uh, this is a very collaborative administration. I am not the king. I, I listen to the, the experts in the field and follow their advice. It's always an expert. You notice that? Philly mayor's name is Kenny, and he's another Democrat, stooge, corrupt, political mafia whore. He would do the same thing again. Yes. Do you think the city was prepared for this kind yes. of situation? It's prepared. There's no, there's no infection to the then water why supply. why are you still working on setting up a water distribution? In case something else happens. We have to be prepared. If we were prepared... You have to be so freaking stupid. You really do. You have to be a moron. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. You know, here's another thing. You know, you're talking about uh, uh, the radicals and the crazy. I was listening to Prof this morning. Did you know... That in the state of Illinois, like in Naperville School District yeah. and Hinsdale, that the kids are graduating under, and they can't even do 50% of them can't even do 42% at the, at the 42 can't read lines. the math or reading. I mean, I mean, this is ridiculous. They'll what make good think? Democrats. I think that's, that's called grooming. They'll make good Democrats because anyone can see that they're lying. Anybody could see that they're swindlers. Anybody could see that they're corrupt. But in this case, all you have to do is say the other guy's bad and they'll believe it. And yep. in there lies the real problem, because there's a couple of bills being passed that even Democrats should abide by. There's a new bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. Going around the Senate called the Pelosi Act. I really love this bill. This was proposed by Senator Josh Hawley. This is a bill that he had previously introduced, so now he's retooled it a little bit and renamed it. It would uh, ban insider trading. Insider trading is already banned, but it would specifically ban lawmakers and their spouses from holding and trading individual stocks and it would force political figures to return profits to the American citizens. And it is called the Preventing Elected Leaders from Owning Securities and Investments Act. I see what you did there. Also known as the Pelosi Act. And uh, the reason for this is that for whatever reason, Washington politicians have this weird habit of outperforming the stock market. I tell you, Joe, they're on to us. But there's justice for all. No one's above the law, right? No one's above the law. And we're very proud of the record we had in the past two years, record-breaking under President Biden. He's just a remarkable president, a great leader, visionary, strategic, knowledgeable, heart-to-heart, empathetic president. Really? You're talking about the same Joe Biden? You're talking about Joe Biden? You're talking about Joe Really? Are you, are, you, are you kidding me? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, uh, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. And we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. And that's where he was bribed. That's where he became an enemy of this country. That's where he decided to undermine, to sell us off, to create 
and implement fascism policies that would weaken us while strengthening his Chinese communist paymasters. And don't forget, if you ever get caught, just blame Trump. And then, once you get your Department of Injustice to operate as a Gestapo and indict somebody on nothing through a frontman named Briggs, another Democrat loyalist, now you get to pretend that you're above it all. I'd so much more rather talk about his indictment. I really, really would. The first chart here shows a bank record showing a $1 million wire transfer into the account of Hudson West 3 from CEFC Limited on November 2nd, 2017. Senator Grassley and I have already established CEFC is effectively an arm of the communist Chinese regime. No person is above the law in this country. I think you're wrong, Fairface. I mean, after all, you're indicting somebody for paying a hooker, a whore, who's been in over 275 porno films, and you don't want to know what she's famous for. It would make Pete Buttigieg blush. In the meantime, she's celebrated. Call up Stormy Daniels and fix this once and for all. Maybe keep me on the phone, too. I'll just be quiet and listen. This is Michael Cohen. Are you alone? Yes. And what are you wearing? Excuse me? Okay, Michael, I can take it from here. Okay, but as your attorney, I highly advise against you. So what up, girl? Hello, Donald. Come on, Stormy, stop making such a big deal about this. Everyone knows it's just an act. I work in adult films. We're not really known for our acting. You're known for your whoring and your lying. And that's the testimony that's indicting a former president versus us impeaching a president who is on paper as an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. All right, have a good weekend. And what we're going to do today and what we're going to do on a regular basis is the national anthem will be done by those being persecuted for their political beliefs, held in prison without their rights. The January 6th protesters who knew there wasn't 81 million people that voted for this dimwit in diapers. And Joe Biden is an illegitimate asset of the Chinese Communist Party who stole the most important office in the world. Cue the music, squirrel.
for which it stands. mafia called their country the ussa because they are the modern day marxist soviet mafia have a good weekend stay away from democrats they're dangerous and they smell bad don't just have a great night have an american night three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com <laughs>